when crisis comes, we often feel that God is mistreating us or even punishing us. And I think it's also compounded because at those moments in our lives, our hurt uh, really impacts our ability to hear, it, our ability to hear God and to also hear others in our lives, um, that it's just so overwhelming that we just can't distinguish between what's going on and our hurt and, and what's real and what's perspective. And I think a lot of us are going through that right now. And I think it's so appropriate that we are exploring the book of Ruth in the Old Testament. Because essentially the story of Ruth is really Naomi's story. It's a story of a woman's life and how it falls apart through famine, through displacement, through the death of her husband and her sons, and then how it gets put back together through the faithfulness of her immigrant daughter-in-law and the kindness and compassion of a distant relative back home, all of whom are faithful to God. And so last week, Bob touched on for us um, Ruth's faithfulness. Ruth, who is a Moabite, a foreigner, a non-Israelite, who has aligned herself with Naomi. And not just Naomi, but her people and her God. And so Naomi has now found herself with a daughter-in-law who is totally committed to her. And that even in the midst of Naomi's pain and heartache, that she has someone willing to walk alongside her. And so, as Bob described for us last week, that they were heading back to Israel, that the famine that had sent Naomi and her family to Moab has gone away. It's ended. And so Naomi has returned home. And when she returns, she declares herself a new name. And this action on her part is very familiar to me, I think. It's an action of self-protection. It's self-defense in a way of, I'm coming home, I had left in order to seek a better future, and I come back worse than I left. And so no doubt Naomi feels shame and embarrassed and ready for people to criticize her and say, see, it didn't work out in Moab. And so she's writing this story for other people, even though they're not saying that to her. And so when she gets home, she's like, don't call me Naomi, which means lovely. She says, call me Mara, call me bitter, because that's where she is. She is depressed, she's desperate, um, and she is just feeling so overwhelmed and alone in this that she walls herself off. She walls herself off with her words and her actions. And I think, you know, looking at what Naomi is going through and has gone through, we can understand why she is so resistant to anybody you know, being around her, even taking action in her own life beyond getting herself back to Israel. And so it will be her daughter-in-law, Ruth, who will take the initiative, who will say, we need food. What can we do to ensure our survival now? And so Ruth engages in what's called gleaning. And so she goes to a field because it's harvest season and the workers are, are gathering up the grain and she follows along behind them gathering up what has been dropped behind. And this was a, a practice and a provision within the culture of Israel in order to provide for those who didn't have enough. 
that workers would intentionally not try to gather up every piece of grain and instead leave things behind um, for folks like Ruth. And so Ruth is following along behind these workers in a field and they take notice of her. They notice that she works so hard. She only stops to rest once. And the owner of the field comes and notices her and asks his workers, who is this? And so Boaz, as the owner, is inquiring and noticing her. And, and I think it's so interesting that the workers themselves start to talk about her character. They don't talk about if she's beautiful or she's this. They talk about, she's a Moabite, so they kind of give her ethnicity away. They let Boaz know she's a stranger. She's an alien. She's an immigrant here. But they also start to talk about she's worked hard all day. She's Naomi's daughter-in-law who's come back with her. And so Boaz is made aware of this woman's work ethic, her loyalty, her faithfulness to her mother-in-law. And so it's interesting then that Boaz gets to see Ruth's character, but then we get to see who Boaz is in this scene. That he starts to not only allow her to glean in the field, but also tells workers, leave a little bit more behind. Don't harm her. He then talks to Ruth herself and saying, stay with my women. Stay with the, the women who are working in the field so that you will be protected. And so Boaz is showing not only generosity to this woman, but kindness and compassion. And it's such a, an interesting dynamic to observe here that we get to see both of their characters on display. And when Ruth asks Boaz, why are you so kind to me? she's expecting that she's going to be mistreated that she's a foreigner she's an alien she's an outsider and yet she's being treated with kindness and compassion and boaz talks about how this is this is his responsibility as a man who follows god that this is actually prescribed in the law that they are to take care of not only those who are less fortunate in their community but also to provide for the immigrant and the alien the outsider. And there's an interesting um, term. It's the idea of um, sheltering in skirts or under wings. And it's, it's a fascinating word because it implies protection. Like you think about that they would have worn long robes and you think about a child who sometimes nestles into their parents' legs for protection. And that's that idea of being surrounded um, having been a person who's had chickens, I can tell you when there's a mother hen and baby chicks that those baby chicks nestle in under the wings of the hen. And it's, it's one, it's adorable, but you can also see they're seeking warmth and protection and her wings embrace them. And so this is what Boaz is describing. My job is to embrace you as Yahweh, as God embraces you. And so after all this happens in the field and Ruth comes home with food and a story and Naomi's like, where did all this come from? And Ruth starts to describe the kindness she experienced and whom she received kindness from. This story, Ruth's experiences, turn Naomi's perspective around. That this woman goes from heartbroken to now seeing hope 
And Naomi starts to notice and say, maybe God hasn't turned his back on us. Maybe I'm not being punished. And so often we think of suffering as punishment, when in reality it's sometimes just life. You know, yes, sometimes our actions result in some natural consequences of our own making, but so often, I don't know, maybe if you're in a pandemic, you start to go, I don't know what I would have done to cause this, let alone everyone. And I don't think that's what it is. I think it's life, I think it's biology, I think it's virology happening that we're all going through as part of just living in life here. And so I think this is also for Naomi. You know, she's endured a lot of hardship, a lot of difficulty. And with Ruth's experiences, she starts to see hope. She starts to see that God hasn't abandoned her and there is good news out there. And when she hears who has been so kind to Ruth, Naomi really starts to perk up because she realizes who Boaz is. She's a relative, he's a relative. He's a kinsman, actually a kinsman redeemer is the term. And this was a cultural practice in Israel meant to protect families and their, their land. So that if you were in trouble and you had a relative who was better off, that relative had a social and a moral obligation to help you, to ensure that you didn't lose your land, your livelihood. And so Ruth, in experiencing this kindness from Boaz, brings to mind for Naomi that Boaz may be the person to help them. He may be the person to help them reclaim their land that was possibly lost when they left Israel to go to Moab. And so I think for us sometimes, you know, in, in reading these stories, we need to dig into it a little deeper. That this idea of one seeing the compassion and the character of both Boaz and Ruth, but more importantly to see that Naomi's suffering, that within our hurt, that sometimes we can't hear God in the midst of it but that we need to experience the kindness and compassion of others in order to better see where God is in the midst, that God has not abandoned us, that God is near the brokenhearted and the crushed in spirit. And so for us today, I think, in, in reading through Ruth and looking at this story and God's interaction with Naomi through individuals like Ruth and Boaz, that we need to understand that sometimes we can offer that kindness and compassion to somebody that allows them a greater awareness of where God is at work in their lives. And for those of us who are sometimes suffering is to, to pray and to invite that greater awareness of where God is at work and what is going on and who we are and those who are surrounding us. So maybe today to consider whom can you offer hope to? Who can you be kindness and compassion to in flesh? Amen.